Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you wherever you may be around the world. Welcome to Lighthouse Live on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Pastor Mike Douglas with you here on Lighthouse Live and Advancing Vibrant Communities. Great to have you with us and looking forward to having our producer and co-host Chris Whitler join us in about two weeks. By the way, a special broadcast coming up on uh, August 27, August 27, that's Wednesday night, 530. And uh, we'll be talking to Roshni Hurlbert. Uh, Roshni has a very, very interesting story. Uh, grew up in, in Fiji, <clears throat> later came to the United States uh, in terms of her ethnic uh, heritage. Uh, she is East Indian and had both uh, Hindu and Muslim uh, religious backgrounds and all that kind of came to the fore and you're not going to believe uh, the story. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful testimony to God's grace, and uh, even though that she was ostracized by much of her family when she first came to Christ, it's wonderful how God used her to uh, really bless the family. So that's coming up again on August 27. Well, it's great to have you with us here tonight, and we're going to introduce you to our special guest as we talk about the heart of a volunteer, a servant heart, in just a couple of minutes. Before we do that, though, let's check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they find that it's true? Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with a reminder for all Jesus freaks from the Voice of the Mars. Recent headlines revealing horrific attacks and abductions have brought international infamy to Boko Haram in Nigeria. But the Voice of the Martyrs has been tracking the militant Islamic terrorist group for more than a decade. What most of the news media don't make clear is that many attacks specifically target villages, schools, and groups who proclaim Christ as Savior. In Nigeria, already this year, more than 3,000 Christians have been killed, including a VOM worker and family members of several field staff. For more on Boko Haram and their premeditated attacks on Christians, go online to persecution.com. Yeah, it's a great reminder, friends, just to keep our brothers and sisters around the world in prayer. You know, we have it really so easy at the moment anyway here in the United States. Uh, but we do need to recognize that around the world, a lot of folks are being persecuted for gathering together to pray, to uh, have church gatherings and such. So it's a sobering reminder for us to make sure that we lift up our brother and sisters uh, around the world as well. Yeah, you probably noticed school is back in and it just seems like school keeps, the start of school keeps creeping sooner and sooner. Here we are in the beginning of August and already uh, we, we see the, the schools are in and as you're driving around, you want to make sure you don't get 
in the way of moms who are late dropping off their kids to school. I'm telling you, you do really have to be careful out there as uh, the children are in the uh, the streets and such. But also, just a reminder, there are some resources for you as well, uh, especially if your children run into some issues regarding their faith in school. And to talk to us a little bit more about that, here's Brad Dacus and the Pacific Justice Institute. It's time for The Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now, with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. As students resume their school year, Pacific Justice Institute wants to remind parents, students, and teachers of its free legal services and guidance in preserving religious rights and education. Our book, Reclaim Your School, as well as opt-out forms for controversial curriculum and intrusive surveys, is now available electronically at pji.org. Also, a notice of reasonable expectation of privacy is available, which fortifies students' rights against laws like California's so-called co-ed bathroom bill. PGI is proud of its legacy and will continue to serve students, families, and teachers free of charge. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. And back with you live here on Lighthouse Live on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. In studio with us uh, today, a special guest, our office manager, Brenda Lapomi. And uh, Brenda, by the way, is spending a special week. It's her birthday week, and we're not going to say which birthday it is. But, uh, yeah, one of those very early ones. And uh, so, anyway, uh, Brenda, thank you so much for your service to ABC over the past couple of years and uh, the wonderful work that you're doing. Also in studio with us is our prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, Al Ramsey, with us as well. And we want to introduce you to a... A volunteer who began tracking with us, uh, I don't know, Chris, maybe about a, a oh, last December, November, December, maybe, uh, Chris for Lion and, and, uh, Chris, you were referred to us by one of our partner churches, Big Valley Grace, um, spent a few years there pastoring and, uh, you were kind of looking for some unique opportunities, uh, to serve that would benefit your children. Give us an idea of what you were looking for and and why you wanted them to have those experiences. Sure. Um, the main reason I was trying to get my kids to try and um, see how we as the body of Christ um, and as children of God could help um, other people in our communities because at the end of the day, we are one big family, um, and that's truly what we are. And um, I wanted them to do something that was not really structured. Um, I have no problem with um, structured um, undertakings and to help the community, but I figured, you know, I wanted to do something that was more personal mm-hmm. and we could, you know, we could somewhat do on our own time and there wasn't um, a timetable to do it. And so we could take our time to do it um, as a family um, research, uh, different families and what they were, what, you know, they required and what they needed. And as a family go and help those families. Um, and that's something, uh, this organization, um, provided. So we were very happy to, to jump in and, and, you know, support our brothers and sisters in the community. Now, what, what are the ages of your children? Um, uh, my son is 10 and my daughter's seven. Oh, great. 
Yeah. You know, start them early. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. To give them those, uh, those wonderful experiences. And, uh, and you're a successful businessman all over the world, right? Yes. I, I, yes. I have businesses, um, in quite a few places. Well, and, and so God has given you some, some wonderful resources to leverage for His purposes. And uh, let's talk about, and, and by the way, what was interesting is Chris came to us just about the time that uh, we were also launching this wonderful new technology called Meet the Need, and uh, which had been 10 years in development, about a million dollars behind it. And by the way, those of you who are some of our partner churches and, and partner ministries, Meet the Need is now going into version 3, some really great new innovations that they have. It's going to be far more uh, simpler to to get online and, and to get connected with needs. The search engine, they tell me, is the fastest available that they have right now. And Chris, I want to thank you for your patience because uh, at Advancing Vibrant Communities, we're kind of a hybrid uh, because we actually work for the Christian community. In other words, uh, other churches, other mis- ministries really are our customers in, in terms of providing them with opportunities to serve. Yes, uh, we serve the person in need, but really we're also serving those who want to serve. Mm-hmm. And so in, in that way, we're kind of an interesting hybrid. And so Meet the Need was very gracious to us in going in and actually, and I am not a programmer, my friend, mm-hmm. you know, I just know enough to get myself into trouble, but I know they had to, to, mess with some codes to, to make this all happen. And, and it took a while. They were very gracious to do that. And Chris, you were kind of uh, in on the first part of that. And we thank you for your patience as as they were making those adjustments uh, for no, us. Uh, but one of the beautiful things is, for example, uh, Chris is one of our volunteers that has that highest security level that, that, that you've been given so that you can actually uh, get the address and phone number of the person in need uh, off, off the database because we know you. Right. And uh, so we're very careful about that because we we don't know everybody in town and we certainly don't want to connect someone we don't know, for example, with a single mom because right. that could be a very dangerous thing. So uh, anyway, ju- just to say there, there are various levels of security involved and we appreciate Meet the Need for uh, pr- providing that. So uh, in your experiences as you started to launch out and, and uh, give your children the opportunity to serve Chris, what were some of uh, their impressions, your kids, as you went out there and, and started to do this? What uh, aha moments did they have? What, what things did, uh, did they learn uh, early on as you were out serving people in this unstructured type of format? Sure. Um, I think the... So the, the aha moment for both kids were pretty much the same. And that was that, um, being, being in need doesn't really have a face. Um, you can't look at someone, um, because of their clothes or, or anything uh, and say they're in need of this or in need of that. Because I think many people somewhat camouflage that and, and block that. So, you never know. Um, we helped a lady who's a, who's a single mom and I believe she has two young kids, two young daughters. And she had a job, um, but it just wasn't good enough to help get her kids anything for Christmas. Um, you could, you would look at her and you would say, she's fine. You know, she doesn't need anybody's help. But after talking to her, 
um, as a family, um, we realized what the issue was. You know, the gentleman that was in her life, you know, had moved and left, left her for reasons that are, are up to them. But he left and that caused her some financial hardship. And during Christmas of last year, she literally just wasn't able to buy anything for her kids. Mm. Um, so we spoke to her and we, we talked to her and we actually prayed with, prayed for her and with her mm. and as a family and the kids talking to me that night, you know, were very grateful and they realized that, you know, a lot of people need help, but they just, you just can't see. It. Um, so that was one, uh, but another big one, which took all of us by storm. And, um, even though I'm a guy, I, I won't, I won't lie. I cried. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my son cried too. My daughter did not cry, uh, which was interesting. But, um, there was a lady who had, um, adopted for some reason, um, there was some family issue and she had adopted, three kids and she had two kids of her own and you know some relatives were also staying with her and we took her to the store to buy christmas food um and the what i told her was we're going to pay for everything you need for christmas Mm. um so you and your family and your extended family could have the meal that you so deserve um because this is you know this is a very special moment as as a christian um and we should all celebrate this occasion um when we were at the store she told us to stop um and me and my son did not understand why she said we should stop um we had filled the basket and I, I think we, we weren't, we weren't at any financial crunch or anything. We had filled a basket with what she called enough. Mm. Um, the basket was half full and she didn't want anything else. Uh, we got to the eggnog and she said 399 for eggnog is outrageous. <laughs> um, she doesn't want us to buy that. Wow. And we, you know, I, I really imposed on her and told her this was, this was something I wanted to do. This was it. The 399 was really not going to have a huge effect on me, but you know, the kids I know will love eggnog. And she said, no, um, she said, give that money to another family you plan on helping. Because during our discussion, she asked if she was the only family we were helping. And I told her, no, that there are other families we were helping for Christmas. Um, and it just, it blew me and my son away that someone would, someone who was in such a crisis, um, would actually be thinking of others and just not try and take as much as she can. She did not take us for a ride, you know, as far as, you know, buy everything you can. Or I mean, she looked at the prices of everything we put mm. in the basket, even though we were, I was paying for it. Um, but she looked at the prices, and I could tell she was adding everything up. And there was a point in time she just said, "It's enough. Stop." Wow. Mm. Um, and my son, my son, and I were just crying because one of the kids that she had had um, had a hole in his shoe. 
And so you know that they're, they are, they're not financially well off, but to just tell us to stop. So, um, uh, we, we learned a lot. What a great experience for your children. Yeah. To yeah. be involved in that. You know, train up a child in the way that he or she should go. And, uh, Chris, we, we credit you, uh, for doing that. The, the other thing, I want to go back ju- just a, a moment to a comment that you made. It is so easy for us to stereotype people in need. Well, the homeless look like this, you know, or the, uh, uh, you know, the, the single mom or dad looks like this. And as you mentioned, those stereotypes are not necessarily accurate. And really, we need to approach each person as an individual and allow our stories to intersect with their stories and to see what God is going to do uniquely, you know, with with that relationship. And uh, so I'm guessing that, uh, again, one of the lessons that your kids probably learned was, man, you, you can't put people into a box you know, because they're in need, that each one is a very individual story, and we have to deal with them the same way God deals with us as individuals. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, what about you? What about your heart? First of all, I I just applaud you for being a dad and saying, you know what, I need my kids to have this experience, to to learn early on what it is to uh, love others in the name of Christ, uh, you know, to follow his commands by loving your neighbor as yourself. Through all this, uh, what, what did God do inside of you? What, what new discoveries did you make about your relationship with Christ through this process? Um, well, I, I've definitely drawn closer to God. Um, and not just me, but as, as a family, we, me and my kids have, are definitely closer, but the impact it has made on my life is truly one of joy. I feel so happy when I give, mm. um, and it's a joy that I can't really put a weight to or put value upon. It's 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 an agape kind of love. You just there's no measurement that can be given towards this, and so it's instilled in me. Um, a new longing to help and, you know, and just do what I can for people in the community and, and help our brothers and sisters. So it's the impact on my life has been one of joy mm. to, to just mm. put it in one word if, if I have to. Um, so that's, and, and I feel anybody that was to try and do this and, you know, get up on, get on, on, on the website and find a family that they can help and just do it once, I have no doubt in my mind that they will feel joy of some level. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it will be an experience that um, hopefully they'll never forget. Well, there's this biblical principle that it is more blessed to give than to receive. And, and I think it's just significant because, you know, Chris, uh, as, you know, any given day, if you look at at the website for advancing vibrant communities, there may be somewhere between 250 to sometimes up to 400 needs available on any uh, particular day, and there are some folks there who who do have kind of an entitlement mentality, 
you know that they're they're owed things and and when you go out and serve not everybody responds in a in a great way you know sometimes there are no thanks other times you have like your experience there where you're just kind of cut to the core and and God speaks to you and it becomes a very um e- emotional moment so it 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 really runs the gamut what would you say, uh, Chris, to the person out there that's going, well, I, you know, I don't know. I have that much to give. I don't really have any special talents. I don't really, you know, have that much money. Uh, I don't know if I have the time. What, what would you say to them just to motivate them to get out there and, and just pick one need off that website and try to meet it? Well, um, I would say that the needs definitely spread the gamut. Um, it goes from, Furniture to helping somebody take them somewhere or just providing a pair of shoes. Uh, you will find, so it's not financial, um, by any means, um, for all cases. Um, some, some you might need to go out and buy something, but others, they might just need an hour of your time here and there. Um, or just if you have an old pair of shoes in your closet and you find that somebody needs a pair of shoes that are your same size, which actually happened to me uh, a few weeks ago. Um, There was a need for some shoes and the person was my exact same size. So I, and he requested, um, it was interesting because I I called him and he said, don't go buy me any new shoes, just if you have anything. Um, So gave him some shoes and Asked him about other things and he wore the same size pants I wore. So <laughs> I gave him, gave him some jeans, um, which he needed. So, you know, and it was interesting with that, this particular fellow, uh, he told me so much, um, during that conversation. So you're not just giving, but you're also learning. You're learning about people and you're learning about community and, you're just learning about how God is working um, in so many ways. The reason this individual was in the spot he was in is because he had adopted a kid and now he had to, you know, put some of his financial resources towards that kid. Mm. Fantastic story. I mean, to adopt a kid is is a wonderful thing. And to know that he did it despite the fact that he knows he might have some financial things going on, but he felt that that's what God led him to do. Um, and all he's looking for is a pair of shoes and some jeans. And, you know, knowing that you've heard the call and God has, you know, sent you to such a person to help him for such a time as this. God has sent me, uh, you know, who am I, this one individual, but God found me through this website who connected me to this person to do this deed that I know God sent me to do is such a blessing on in itself um, because to hear the word of God or to hear God speak and for you to actually move, I mean, there's nothing better than saying, I heard God speak, even though it was through a website, God speaks through websites, believe it or not. (laughs) But I heard, I heard God speak and I answered his request. I know God is smiling and shining and shining upon me. And, you know, there's just no better feeling. So for those people out there who want to feel like they've heard God speak and do something, um, in God's name, that's wonderful. Uh, that, you know, the website is definitely a place to go and find that. What I find ironic uh, about this, Chris, 
is that, you know, the Internet can be a double-edged sword. You know, the the enemy has got his claws into it, obviously. Absolutely. Absolutely. But but God also used it. And what, what's interesting to me is this technology has really revolutionized what we do here. I mean, we, you know, before we had the technology, maybe we'd be able to field, you know, 10 to 13 maybe new calls for service uh, a week. And, and with this technology, of course, we just exponentially were able to uh, to raise that. But what's interesting to me about all of this is you have an impersonal tool. I mean, you can be very impersonal on the Internet. You can hide behind it. People don't know who you really are, what you're really about, what you look like, where your heart is. So you have this very impersonal tool, yet God is using it to make a very personal thing happen. And uh, it's my belief, Chris, that especially in our information age where we're just pummeled with information all the time, that it's through relationships that God is really moving these days. You know, uh, everybody can get a sermon. There are a bazillion sermons online. You can get a bazillion takes on, on, on commentaries and such. But it's that personal connection where God really allows someone to be Jesus with skin on, so mm-hmm. to speak, to mm-hmm. someone in need. So it just it strikes me that here you have this impersonal technology that God is using to do some very, very personal things. Absolutely. And I'm just thinking Absolutely. of this, your story about you and your son being touched, yeah. you know, and Jesus cried too. It's okay for us guys <laughs> to do that. We never admit that. But we, uh, and uh, before we wind up, since, uh, and, and Brenda's still here in the studio, Chris, one of the uh, cool things that we've seen happen over the past couple of years uh, is the partnerships. That we could not do what we do here at Advancing Vibrant Communities without partnering with uh, area congregations, without partnering with other nonprofits, without partnering with other uh, ministries. We have to do that because none of us can do it all. And the body of Christ, God has gifted the different parts on purpose so that we all work together uh, to accomplish His will. And and one of those really wonderful other parts of the body is uh, a, a fellow pastor uh, of ours, and she has just uh, done a wonderful job, Cheryl Birch and Cheryl Birch Ministries, mm-hmm. with a wonderful project called Bless the Kids, where, and this started, uh, Brenda, really in, in her house, where she just got a couple of backpacks together, and they started to fill that with school needs for for children, and it has exploded into, I know they have what, over 300 backpacks, I think, total this year that they did. I think at least that. I think even more. More than that. So here's a wonderful partnership where Cheryl just has a heart to supply needy kids with backpacks as they go back to school. And our part of it is here we have built-in clientele, and uh, we can readily identify those families that are in need, especially some of the grandmas that are raising their uh, their kids, and and you've been able to go out, Brenda, on on some of those and personally deliver uh, those backpacks to the needy families. What what type of uh, reactions have have you gotten that you think were were significant that just kind of warmed your heart as you delivered those? Well, you know, with little kids, it's pretty universal. They were jumping up and down, excited, put them on. Oh, they're so heavy because she really loaded them full of stuff. Um, and God really provided a lot of resources to her, um, to Cheryl Birch Ministries through Bless the Kids. 
But the one that stands out to me, uh, I went to a Hispanic family. I don't speak Spanish, but I had had an interpreter call and the young boy who was 12 opened the door and he had no idea I was coming. And he was so, um, moved mm-hmm. and he, he just couldn't even believe I was there to give it for him. He said, is this for me? Is this for me? Because I don't think his parents had told him, or maybe they didn't quite understand. Mm. And so that was a real, real joy to personally see that. And then another mother came and she had three children and she had her nephew. And, uh, she said, do you by any chance have one for him? She came to our facility here. Some, a lot of them don't have the ability to come to us. So, we did a lot of delivering and God had provided extra backpacks at the very last moment um, through Cheryl and she had dropped them off. And I said, how old is he? And he was kindergarten and I happened to have an extra backpack. So that child just, he was just jumping on the sidewalk. And so it was just really exciting. And I know that uh, through our agency, through Cheryl, uh, we gave out 107 this year. Wow. Hmm. And so I knew on Monday when all those kids were heading to school, including all the way through uh, high school, um, they there were a lot of happy kids in this community who felt good about strapping on their new backpacks and going to school on on Monday. Well, I I, I think the significant thing is, and, and Cheryl, you wouldn't believe what she does. I mean, there's. There are some stuffed animals in there. She's not pens and pen, you know, an antiseptic going back to school thing, but she takes time. And I I think really each of those backpacks is filled with God's love Mm -hmm. through Cheryl, you know, and, and so when they get it, they're getting a backpack filled with God's love, not, not just with, uh, with stuff. And so just uh, again, a, a thank you from us to Cheryl Birch and, and her ministry for allowing us the, the privilege of being able to, uh, to partner in that. Chris, before we go, any other, uh, stories that, uh, that you've run across out there as you've been serving that, uh, were significant to you, uh, in, in, in terms of either instructing your kids or having an impact on you, uh, as, as you've been able to go out there? Um, well, I don't think this is really a, it's a story. I think it's more of, um, for the, for the parents out there, um, or would be parents out there also, that this is, this is something that I, I feel we as parents should do for our kids and let them see us, um, because we are, we are their role models um, growing up, and I do think they should see us doing something like this. My, you had a a slot talking about Boko Haram in in Nigeria. I'm actually from Nigeria, and Boko mm. Boko Haram has has affected people I know. My cousin was actually um, in a car that was right by a bomb, so all her all the windows in her car shattered and she got cut and this was not too long ago um so you know in growing up growing up in in Nigeria um I did see a lot of poverty, but my parents made it very very important um that we gave back so um, at age five, I was packing rice and beans into tiny plastic bags 
and dropping them um, off at people by the street because, you know, growing up, they were beggars on the street. So we'd drop um, the rice and beans with people. Um, so I grew up around poverty, but we gave back. And I'm, and I know that has had an impact to and has caused me to do what I'm doing today. So I would say, you know, how we model ourselves um, as parents does have a huge impact. And if you can do something, even if it's the smallest smallest thing, um, do it. And if you can do it as a family, do it as a family. It will impact your kids. And if we all do this, it's just a daisy chain effect. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, generations in the future, everybody will be helping everybody and it won't be the, the self, selfish attitudes, um, which are instilled really are, are not Christ-like. Um, mm. those will go away and, um, and I know Christ will show up, um, in us. Well said, Chris. Thank you so much. And again, we, we just, uh, thank you for your servant's heart and the very humble way that, uh, that you serve. And if you think about it, friends, think about all the folks that sit in a pew or a seat on either Saturday night or Sunday morning, whatever their Sabbath worship time is, think of everyone occupying a Christian church seat this week got out and just met one need in their local community. I'm telling you, God would turn that community upside down for good. He really would. And I, I truly believe that there is not hardly any need in our community that the body of Christ cannot fill by someone just stepping out who happens to have the resource and making that connection in the name of Christ, not not to glorify themselves, but in, in the name of uh, Christ. And, and God will do amazing things through that, as, as we've heard from uh, Chris's testimony today. If you'd like to take a look, if you're in uh, the Stanislaus County area here in uh, California, in central California, you can take a look at the website. It's vibrantcommunities.org, vibrantcommunities.org. Click on that little tab there that says, is that what you call it, Chris? A tab? You know, I just, uh, yes. I'll link. What are tab? All right. Uh, click on the tab that says meet and eat today. And, uh, again, you know, on any given day, you'll probably see somewhere between 250 to 400, uh, needs right there. And the beauty of this system, uh, for those of you out of our area is that partner churches, partner organizations, you can have all of our research for free on your website in your own frame so your people don't even have to leave your own website. If you're a, a independent congregation and you have your own website, all of our research research is available to you. It's very simple to get on. I got us on in about 45 minutes, and I'm just, you know, clueless and enough to get dangerous here. If I can do it, you can do it, and we'll help you do it. We'll help that information uh, get to you, whether what, regardless of what your ministry is or your church is. So feel free to give us a call, 209-544-9571. That's 209-544-9571. The technology uh, from Meet the Need is available to you at no cost. And listen. I'm the first guy that doesn't believe there's a free lunch, but the technology is free. There are kingdom financiers who just believe in serving so much that they're willing to finance this, the million dollars to get this technology up and running. And at your fingertips, you'll have somewhere between $20,000 to $30,000 worth of technology working for you right away so that you can serve in the name of Christ. So give us a call. If you'd like more information, check out the website. We'll do 
everything that we can to help you get uh, you and uh, the people that are around you out to serve in the name of Christ. Again, it's vibrantcommunities.org. Brenda Lapome, our office manager here at Advancing Vibrant Communities, thank you for joining us tonight. And uh, Chris Verlion, uh, you inspire us, my brother. Thank you so much. You're an inspiration to us. You really are. And we hope that uh, the testimony that you provided today will inspire others uh, to serve as well. Again, we thank you for joining us here on uh, Lighthouse Live. And just a reminder, uh, we'll be back on uh, August 27. And uh, this will be a very special broadcast with Roshni Hurlbert. And uh, we'll be talking about her journey as uh, she mixed a background uh, with Hinduism and uh, as uh, Muslim uh, streams as well into an amazing story. Again, that's coming up live on August 27. On behalf of all of us here at Lighthouse Live and Advancing Vibrant Communities, thank you for joining us. And may God bless you as you step out to serve in the name of Christ. <laughs>